and welcome to the Dangerous Creatures podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Ryan. On this podcast, we'll be bringing you stories of humans being attacked by animals. What happened, why it happened, and and all all the gory details. Welcome to another episode of the Dangerous Creatures podcast. Episode 10, we're we're in double digits. Double digits. Yeah. <laughs> Very exciting. So I've got something a little bit different today. Ooh. So we're going for more of the gross factor. Gross factor. Yeah. Because I wanted to mix it up a little bit. The magpies last week was pretty gross. Yeah, but this is a different sort of gross. Okay. Yeah. I'm intrigued. Yes. (laughs) So just like our Dangers of the Deep episode, if you remember that one. Yeah, I do. Today I'm going to talk about three deadly parasitic worms that can live inside humans and potentially cause death. Oh, that's weird because we were just talking about scabies. I know. And I was like, oh, because I hate anything that's like, like, crawling around, like in you. And um, you will be gagging by the end of this episode. I hope not. <laughs> I'm going to spew my coffee up. Um, and at the end of the episode, I'm actually going to ask you which one you would rather have if you had to pick one. Oh, no. So, and I was trying to think about which one I would choose, and it's a very hard decision. Decision. So, we'll talk about that at the end. Okay. <laughs> Um, I got most of my information off the CDC website, which is the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. So they have a lot of information on there. Okay. Yep. So the first worm that we're going to talk about is the guinea worm. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Uh, So it's called Dracunculiasis. Dracunculiasis. So there is a lot of like scientific words in here, so I'll, I'll do my best. So forgive me for my pre- pronunciations. I'm probably just going to call this guy GWD. So guinea, guinea worm disease. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so guinea worm disease is an infection caused by the parasite Dracunculiacus mclennanensis. <laughs> <laughs> Um, which is an organism that feeds off another organism to survive. Guinea worm disease affects poor community communities in remote parts of Africa that do not have safe drinking water, as GWD is spread by drinking water containing the guinea worm larvae. And larvae are just immature forms Eggs of the worm. Yeah. GWD can occur at any time of the year, but most commonly during peak transmission seasons, which varies from country to country. In dry regions, people generally get infected during the rainy season when stagnant surface water is available. I hate the word stagnant. Yeah, gross. In the wet regions, people will more likely get infected during the dry season when surface water is drying up and becoming stagnant. Stagnant equals bad. Yeah. (laughs) 
So once a person drinks the unfiltered water containing a cope pod, which is a tiny water flea too small to be seen by the naked eye, these fleas swallow the larvae. Then when ingested by a human, the fleas die and release the larvae. Oh my God, that's like inception. I know. Which penetrate the host's stomach and intestinal wall and move to the connective tissues of the abdomen where they mate. They mate. How gross is that? So you swallow the flea that has swallowed the larvae and then you swallow the flea. The flea dies and releases the larvae into you. And then it mates in your abdominal wall. Yeah. So during the next 10 to 14 months, the male worm dies and the pregnant female worms grow to 60 to 100 centimetres in length. 100 centimetres is a metre. And as wide as a cooked spaghetti noodle. (laughs) That's That's a great reference. That's fucked up. Cooked spaghetti noodle. Approximately one year later, when the pregnant worm is about to give birth to her worm babies, she wriggles her way to a spot just beneath the skin. Gross. And then? A blister will then form on the skin where the worm will eventually emerge. What? (laughs) No way. Yeah. And I'm going to show you a photo. It's fucking vile. Dude. Imagine seeing that bliss and you're like, wow, there's a meter worm in there now. <laughs> I know. So the blister may form anywhere on the body, but they usually form on the legs and feet. And between 80 and 90% of cases, the worm will come out on your leg or your feet. So they just, do they just let it come out on its own? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what we do. Oh. <laughs> People don't even experience symptoms until about a year after they've become infected when the female is ready to emerge. So you're just living. (laughs) (laughs) I'm good. I'm good. Um, So before the worm decides to come out, you'll get some symptoms, uh, including a slight fever, an itchy rash, Nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, dizziness, uh, burning and swelling at the emergence site and shortness of breath. Mm -hmm. The blister will cause a very painful burning feeling and will burst within 24 to 72 hours. Once the blister ruptures, the worm will be exposed. (laughs) What? Once it is seen, it is time to remove it. Management of GWD involves removing the whole worm and caring for the wound. Optimal management of GWD involves the following steps. Oh, no. I don't want to hear this, do I? (laughs) The infected person is not allowed to enter any drinking water sources as water contact triggers the worm to release a milky white liquid that contains millions of immature larvae into the water, starting the cycle again. Yeah. Yeah. Next, the wound is cleaned and the affected body part may be immersed in water, so away from your drinking water source, um, to encourage the worm to release its larvae. Emptying the worm of larvae may make removing it easier. (laughs) 
the the worm is then wrapped around a rolled piece of gauze or on a stick to maintain some tension on the worm and encourage it to emerge. This also prevents the worm from slipping back inside. Oh, dude. So... So what, they just roll it around a stick? Yeah, so what they do, and there's pictures of the worm coming out of the skin, and then they've wrapped the end around a stick, and oh. they just have to... <laughs> roll it out. Yeah. Then, gentle traction is applied to the worm to slowly pull it out. Pulling stops when resistance is met to avoid breaking the worm. If the worm breaks... It can cause intense inflammation as the remaining part of the dead worm starts to decompose inside the body, <sighs> causing more pain, swelling, and cellulitis. Oh my gosh. Isn't it disgusting? That's gross. <laughs> because the worm can be a meter in length, full extraction can take several days and even weeks. What? Because you just hell? have to sort of let it come out on its own. Oh my Gosh, <laughs> that's yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> I know it's disgusting. Oh, like, it's disgusting. Yeah, it's I gross. know. Topical antibiotics are applied to prevent secondary bacterial infections, and the wound is bandaged to protect the site. These steps are repeated every day until the whole worm is successfully pulled out. Hmm. Not cool. <laughs> How are you liking the guinea worm so far? Um, it's good. It's made me a little bit lightheaded. <laughs> it's gross, isn't it? Faint. Hang on, I'm going to show you a picture of someone removing a guinea worm. Okay, have a look at some of those pictures and just scroll down. Tell me what you see. Oh, that one's gross. Oh, that one's even grosser. <laughs> Oh, dude, it's like, it looks like, oh. <laughs> oh my God. It, oh. What does it look like? What are you going to say? It kind of looks like, um. Floss. Tooth floss. Yeah. Coming out of someone's skin. Yeah, it's disgusting. Like it's a worm. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> and uh, I'll put some pictures up on the Instagram, so. You Dude, cannot. this guy's got like two coming out of his foot. Yeah, and you can have multiple. Oh, that's gross. So I'll put some pictures up on the Instagram so you, you can all be grossed out as well. Mm, gross. So without proper health care, the wound often becomes infected by bacteria. And these wound infections can result in one or more of the following complications. Redness and swelling of the skin, boils and abscesses, generalized infection, so sepsis, joint infections, so septic arthritis that can cause the joints to block, uh, to lock and deform, and lockjaw, which is also known as, t- as tetanus. Yeah. So while the death rate is low, disability is a common outcome of guinea worm disease. People have difficulty moving around due to pain and complications caused by the secondary bacterial infections. Disability lasts 8.5 weeks on average, but can sometimes be permanent. Mm. 
GWD only occurs in the poorest 10% of the world's population who have no access to safe drinking water or health care. Therefore, GWD is both a disease of poverty and a cause of poverty. Oh. Yeah. Uh, luckily, the Carter Center, which is a non-governmental organization that helps to improve lives by resolving conflicts, advancing democracy and preventing diseases, began leading the international campaign to eradicate GWD in 1986, where there was an estimated 3.5 million cases in at least 21 countries in Africa and Asia. So that's a lot. That's heaps. Yeah. Uh, today, that number has been reduced by more than 99.99%. Wow. In 2019, there were only 54 human cases of GWD reported worldwide. And the stats from Jan 1st to July 31st, 2020, show only 19 human cases. Wow. So the eradication program has worked, um, which, you know, any little thing that they can get help with... Um, yeah. In those countries. That's good. Is helpful. So, uh, it's not as common as it once was. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Um, good on them. Yeah. So, um, I don't want it. No. You probably don't want I it. I also do not want a spaghetti noodle emerging crawling around in your <laughs> leg from a hole in my foot. No. Mm. Disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> So that was the first one. Yep. Guinea worm disease. I hope it doesn't get any worse than that. Um, <laughs> it does. That was, that was, that was my, um, they're all, limit. they're all quite level on the gross scale and you'll have a hard time picking one. Okay. Oh, I have to pick one? <laughs> yeah, you do. Oh, no. <laughs> so, um, you're just going to have to weigh up your options. No. <laughs> So the next disgusting worm we're going to discuss is the Ascariasis, which is a species of roundworm that infect the small intestine. I'm probably just going to call him roundworm because... He's a type of roundworm. Yeah, and Ascariasis. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to say. Yeah, but I did it like that. So like with the... Uh, can, oh, yeah. Can you say that? Ascariasis. <laughs> <laughs> Ascariasis. Sick. Yeah. I got it right. <laughs> <laughs> so infections caused by roundworms are fairly common, and this type of worm is the most common with about 10% of the developing world being infected. Mm, okay. So this one you can get. Uh-oh. <laughs> Ascariasis is most common in places without modern sanitation, and people get the parasite through unsafe food and water. After ingestion, the roundworm reproduces inside your intestine and goes through several stages. One, swallowed eggs first hatch in your intestine. Nice. The larvae then move through the bloodstream to your lungs. Mm, your lungs? Yep. After maturing, the roundworms leave your lungs and travel to your throat. Oh, that's right. <laughs> You'll either cough up or swallow the worms in oh, your throat. What? The worms that are swallowed will travel back to your intestine. That's, yeah. <laughs> in the throat. Yeah. I've been coughing up worms. <laughs> it fucking makes me gag. I don't know why I did this. 
<laughs> oh, it's disgusting. Why are we torturing ourselves? I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. So once they're back in your intestine, the worms will mate and lay more eggs. Oh, it's just like an endless cycle of coughing up worms. I know. It's disgusting. It's like that dream that what? people have when their mouth fills up with that stuff. With stuff? The dream that I have all the time. Yeah. I have dreams that my mouth fills up with this horrible, thick substance. That, but worms. But, thanks. Now my dreams are probably <laughs> going to be me just having a mouthful of worms. <laughs> oh, no. So the cycle will start again. Um, some eggs will be excreted through your feces and other eggs hatch and return to the lungs. So it's just like... They hatch in your intestines, they go to your lungs, they come to your throat, you cough them up, or they go back, and then they mate, and then they go back to your lungs, and it's just, it goes round and round and round. Mm -hmm. Is that why they're called roundworm? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Cool. So, you can become infected after accidentally ingesting the eggs, the eggs can be found in soil contaminated by human feces or uncooked food contaminated by soil that contains the eggs. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. According to the World Health Organization, children are more likely to become infected uh, when they put their hands in their mouths after playing in contaminated soil. It can also be passed directly from person to person. Mm. So a lot of the eggs can get caught under fingernails and you can transfer it that way and then put it in your mouth and in they go. Oh, my God. Disgusting. Can you get rid of them? Rid of them? You can, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. How? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me. Um, you can get uh, like anti-parasitical uh, drugs that pretty much just kill the worms. Uh, and then you yeah. just sh- shoot them out? Yeah. <laughs> Um, the scariest thing about a lot of these worms is that there are no symptoms for a long time and you're just literally like a walking worm farm. <laughs> oh, that's gross. <laughs> Why would you say that? I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> symptoms of the roundworm will only become noticeable as the infestation grows. Isn't that disgusting? <laughs> yeah. So th- you could just... Be walking around with a million worms, worms in you that are living in you. Imagine if you did that on purpose and called yourself Million Worm Man <laughs> <laughs> until you die. Yeah. <clears throat> Roundworms in your lungs can cause coughing or gagging, wheezing or shortness of breath, aspiration pneumonia. Um, that's pretty rare. Uh, blood in mucus, chest discomfort, and a fever. Roundworms in your intestines can cause nausea, vomiting, irregular stools or diarrhea, intestinal blockage, which causes severe pain and vomiting, loss of appetite, visible worms in the stool, abdominal, abdominal discomfort or pain, weight loss, Growth impairment in children due to malabsorption. Mm, that's a big list of things that can go wrong. Yep. Most cases of ascariasis are mild and don't cause major problems. However, heavy infestations can spread to other parts of the body and lead to dangerous and life-threatening complications. 
including intestinal blockage. So you need to get rid of the worms, really. Well, you have to. You have to, yeah. Uh, So intestinal blockage occurs when a mass of worms blocks your intestines, causing severe pain and vomiting. Intestinal blockage is considered a medical emergency and requires immediate treatment. So they just block your intestines. That's foul. Isn't it? Uh, They can cause a duct blockage. So it occurs when the worms block the small passageways to the liver and pancreas. And nutritional deficiencies, uh, infections that lead to loss of appetite and poor absorption of nutrients. Yeah. Yeah. Is that why my mum always says, do you have worms when I eat heaps of food? Does she? (laughs) Yeah. It's a joke. (laughs) (laughs) It's a joke, but she she says it. Good joke, Sharon. <laughs> uh, so how big, are, how big are the bad boys? Yeah, so these worms are typically pink or white with tapered ends. Do you know what that means? Uh, it has a bigger end and a smaller end. Yeah. Females can be more than 15 inches, which are, is 40 centimetres. Uh 40 centimetres long and a little less than a quarter inch, so six millimetres in diameter. It's pretty big. Yeah. And male worms are just generally smaller than that. Um, and fertilised females can lay 200,000 eggs per day. Per day? Which grow into an infective form about 18 days after laying. That is disgusting. So after five days, you have a million eggs <laughs> from one worm. From one female worm. Yuck. I don't know what the um, like the survival rate is of the eggs. Um, yeah. Um, and severe ascariasis infections cause approximately 60,000 deaths per year worldwide. Really? Uh, mainly in children. Wow. You don't hear about that. No, you don't. Now, I did find a couple of cases of people who have died from roundworm infestations. So just brace yourself, okay? Yep. It's pretty bad. And this does involve children both times, so just caution. So I found findings from an autopsy carried out on a four-year-old girl at the Judicial Morgue of Lomas de Zamora in Buenos Aires, which is in Argentina, who died as a result of complications of massive ascariasis infestation. The cause of death was due to asphyxiation, secondary to the massive obstruction of the airways by the worms. So you know how they come up to your lungs? Dude, yeah. There was pretty much so much there that she asphyxiated and couldn't breathe. She was four. Far out. She died at home with no history of medical care, with a height of 94 centimetres and a weight of approximately 12 kilos. During the autopsy, Sin... Cylindrical parasites ranging from 15 to 20 centimetres in length were observed in the pharynx, larynx, upper third of the esophagus and small intestine. 
Other findings included congestion in the trachea and both of her lungs. And um, I accidentally found the autopsy pictures because I was just trying to find information on it. And they were just there. And really, yeah, I'm not going to post them because they're very, very graphic. But there was just worms everywhere. It was awful. Oh my god! Yeah, disgusting. That's fucked. Mm-hmm. The second case file I found described a five-year-old male that was admitted to the emergency department with complaints of pain in the abdomen and bloating. He was vomiting and had been constipated for four days. Patient had a fever and excessively rapid breathing. He was given an x-ray and ultrasound, but both were inconclusive for the possible cause of intestinal obstruction. He then underwent an exploratory laparotomy, which is a surgical incision into the abdominal cavity performed to examine the abdominal organs. Um, with an enterotomy, which is the surgical cutting open of the intestine. Is so, that where they're going with the camera? No. Or they, they just opened it? They opened it to have a look to see what's uh, block, blocking it oh because he was severely bloated. Um, so once they opened that, nearly 400 worms were recovered, oh. blocking his intestine. And he was only five, so you can imagine... Like, and they were bloating him. Yeah. Because there was an obstruction, you become oh, yeah, bloated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The worms removed post-operatively were sent to a microbiology lab- laboratory for identification. On gross examination, there were some worms of size 15 to 20 centimetres by 2 to 4 millimetres and others of size 25 to 30 centimetres and 3 to 5 millimetres. So what's that like? So 25... I think they were a bit smaller than the other ones. Yeah. They crushed the middle part of a few females and found dozens and dozens of fertilised eggs. Yuck. Um, Unfortunately, the patient succumbed five hours after surgery due to respiratory distress post Operatively. So, really sad in both cases. And they were both really, really young. And um, obviously in the first case, um, she had never received health care. So, um, we're sort of living in an underdeveloped area. So, and the thing is, like, you don't get symptoms for a really long time too. So, until it gets to the point where... Your life's on the line. Yep. Yeah, that's very uncomfortable to hear. Yes. Disgusting. When we have kids, I'm literally just treating them with worms every single day. Just treating them with worms? Treating them against... Treating them for worms every single day <laughs> until they die. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? No, don't put that in. Don't that. Don't that. Just take that bit out. Okay. <clears throat> So that was the second worm. Okay. Ascariasis. So I have to pick between that one and the the meter long worm. The guinea worm. Yeah. Okay. So. I don't know which one I'm leaning towards (laughs) yet. They're both as disgusting as each other. Yeah. 
the final worm we're going to talk about. Do you want to have a guess? Um, Probably the most common worm that we know. Is a maggot a worm? No. Um, Tapeworm. Yes. Yay. That's the one. You got it right. So, human teniasis, teniasis is a parasitic infection caused by three tapeworm species. T. saginata, which is the beef tapeworm. Beef tapeworm. T. solium, which is the pork tapeworm. And T. asiatica, which is the Asian tapeworm. Um, and humans are the only hosts for these specific tapeworms. Really? Yeah. So there are some tapeworms that obviously affect like dogs and cats. Oh, yeah. Um, but I'm going to, just the beef tapeworm and the pork tapeworm are the ones we're going to focus on today. So humans will pass the tapeworm segments and or eggs in feces and contaminate the soil in areas where sanitation is poor. The eggs can survive in a moist environment and remain infective for days and even months. So first, the cows and pigs will become infected after feeding in areas that are contaminated with the eggs from the human feces. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. Once inside, the eggs hatch in the animal's intestines and migrate to striated muscle, which is muscle that forms stripes visible under a microscope. Uh, muscle of this type are attached to the skeleton by tendons. I know it's very scientific, <laughs> yeah, but it, it was it was important to put in. Okay. Well, so they just they pretty much just hide in the meat. So the this specific type of muscle. Oh, the specific. The specific type of muscle. So they'll hatch in the animal's intestines and then migrate to the striated muscle to develop into a young tapeworm that is a small sac-like vesicle resembling a bladder. Okay. Which causes a disease known as cysticercosis. And we'll go over symptoms a bit later on. So these young tapeworms can survive for several years in the animal's muscle. So they'll just be hanging out in the animal's muscle. And humans will become infected when they eat raw or undercooked beef or pork. So once they're inside the human host, they'll migrate to the small intestine and mature to adult tapeworms, which produce segments and eggs that are passed in feces. And then the cycle repeats. Pretty much. So the cow or the pig eats the eggs. We eat the cow or pig. Yep. And then the tapeworm gets into you. So just like the other worms, tapeworm infections generally have no symptoms or just mild symptoms. Yeah. I think that's one of the scariest things is that... You don't know you got them. Yeah, that you're just like walking around and there's worms like swimming around in your body. You're like just a spaceship for worms. Disgusting. Patients with the beef tapeworm usually experience more symptoms than those with the pork worm because the beef worm is larger in size they can get up to 10 metres. No, they can't. Yes, they can. 
10 meters. 10 meters. And the pork worm can get up to three meters. You'd be more worm than man. I know. There's also, um, a, a tapeworm that affects whales, like in the ocean, and they can get up to 100 feet long. 100 feet long. Isn't that just, That's 30 meters. That's disgusting. <laughs> so the tapeworms can cause digestive problems, including abdominal pain, loss of appetite, weight loss, and an upset stomach. The most visible symptom is the active passing of tapeworm segments through the anus and in feces. <laughs> I wish you dumbed it down and just said bum instead of anus. <laughs> it's anus too. <laughs> What's wrong with saying anus? <laughs> Passing egg segment uh, oh. worm segments out your anus <laughs> isn't. <laughs> So you'd rather me say like, oh, pass the segments through your bum. Your bum bum. (laughs) Just to make it that little bit less gross. (laughs) Please. Okay. (laughs) In rare cases, tapeworm segments can become lodged in the appendix or the bile and pancreatic ducts. Only infection by the pork tapeworm can result in human cystiocosis, which can cause seizures and muscle or eye damage. Eye damage? Yep. And this is the most serious form of uh, the tapeworm is when you get the pork one. Oh, really? Yep. So complications include... Digestive blockage, so your appendix and bile ducts, brain and central nervous system impairment, so headaches, visual impairment, seizures, meningitis, hydrocephalus, dementia, and death. What? Why? How? We'll get there. Uh, And organ function disruption. So when larvae migrate to the liver, lungs, or other organs, they become cysts, and over time the cysts grow sometimes large enough to crowd the functioning parts of the organ or reduce its blood supply. These cysts will sometimes rupture, releasing more larvae, larvae, which can move to other organs and form more cysts. Oh, okay. A ruptured or leaking cyst can cause an allergy-like reaction with itching, hives, swelling and difficulty breathing. Surgery or organ transplantation may be needed in severe cases. What? Yeah. So there's just all these little cysts around all your organs containing larvae. And they explode with more larvae. Yeah. Disgusting. So I'm just going to tell you a couple of stories about the tapeworm. Please do. So this one is from last year. March 29th, 2019, an 18-year-old Indian man was brought to the ER by his parents after he began having seizures and complaining of pain in his groin for a week. Doctors say he had swelling above his right eye and tenderness in his right testicle. An MRI showed lesions throughout the brain, brainstem and cerebellum, which was caused by the eggs of a tapeworm. Yeah, oh my God. There were also cysts found in his eye and testicle. Oh, no. 
the patient could not be given antiparasitic drugs due to fears it would worsen the inflammation and swelling of his brain and cause him to go blind. Instead, he was given anti-seizure drugs and steroids to fight the inflammation. But he died two weeks later. What? Yeah. So. Oh, they can crawl into your balls? Yeah, balls, brain, Eyes. brain, and just cysts. Oh, my balls hurt. <laughs> Ryan's holding his balls. <laughs> oh, jeez. And the next story is very recent and happened close to home. So it was this year. I couldn't um, couldn't find the exact date. So the 25-year-old Melbourne-based barista went to hospital after experiencing headaches for a week. Uh, apparently, she was no stranger to headaches and had experienced migraines with visual auras on a regular basis since age 18. But her latest headache seemed a little bit different. She took painkillers, which did nothing to relieve the pain, and her visual symptoms were more severe with her vision becoming blurry. An MRI of her head revealed a single brain lesion, which doctors suspected was either a brain abscess or a tumour. Doctors then looked, booked her into surgery to remove the lesion, and they discovered it was really a cyst that contaminated uh, that contained tapeworm larvae on her brain. Oh, no. After the cyst was removed, the the woman did not need further treatment for the infection. So that was good that they caught it quite really? early. Yeah. Um, tapeworms are common in countries including Latin America, Africa, and Asia. But in Australia, all previous reported cases have been among people who either immigrated to the country or travelled to areas where the disease in is endemic. Yeah. Which is native in a way um, before returning to Australia. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So she's, she's travelled somewhere. She hasn't. Got that, she hasn't. Yeah. So it's a bit of a mystery how she caught the disease. She was born in Australia and had never travelled overseas before. Due to her work as a barista, it is speculated that she may have been exposed due to ongoing casual contact with people from a variety of geographical regions. So back, Someone's given it to her. Backpackers, stuff like that. But they That's say, scary because that person probably didn't know they had tapeworm. Well, yeah, but... They say that if this was the case, it is so rare. So, and they still don't know how she got it. And that was the first case of locally acquired tapeworm disease in Australia. Mm, that's crazy. So, stay the fuck away from me, everybody. Do not give me tapeworm. And like, we do work with a lot of backpackers at work. So, and you get headaches a lot. I I don't have tapeworm. Emily has tapeworm. I don't have tapeworm. Um, so yeah, that pretty much concludes the parasitic worm episode. <laughs> Thank God for that. I, um, I'm sweating bullets. <laughs> I hope I grossed you out. Yeah, you did. It was gross. I think you grossed yourself out. You nearly spewed. I did nearly spew. It really <laughs> makes me gag. Um, but don't think you're getting away from answering the question. Which one? Um. What will it be? One, guinea worm. Two, ascariasis, round worm. Or three, the tapeworm. 
look, okay. Let's just run through them again. Okay. So the first one was a thin noodle noodle that, that crawls around you. Yep. And then you have to pull and it, it out. comes out your foot or whatever. Yep. And you have to pull it out slowly. Yep. Over weeks. Over weeks. Yep. Very painful. The roundworm chokes you to death. Pretty much. Because of the abundance. Yep. And the, the tapeworm, tapeworm creates cysts on all your organs. It can kill you. And in your balls, in your brain, on your eyes. So which one will you choose? Um, I think I would go roundworm if... Oh, God, really? Yeah. No. But I feel like they're easier to get rid of. If you know you've got them. Yeah. Do you know but what? But that's the only reason. I think... They're, they're probably the easiest to get rid of. I think I would go guinea worm. No, you wouldn't. I think I would. You'd want to pull a noodle out of your legs <laughs> for a week. No, but I don't want to cough up worms. Or shit out worms. No. At your anus? <laughs> no. There is also another worm called a, a pin worm, um, which is super common among children as well, where they um, they like crawl out your bum hole and like lay eggs like around, <laughs> around your anus hole. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I'm going to keep this clean. <laughs> I just hate them all. But yeah, I'd probably go the guinea worm because once it's out, it's out. Yeah, you know, I guess. And you don't have like 10,000 worms just swimming. But don't they breed in you, the guinea worm? Can they? No, because they release their larvae into the water. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, so they come out. So I don't know. It's a hard... What about that worm? That Have you ever heard of that worm? Or the, a parasite? I don't think it's a worm. That can crawl up your doodle hole <laughs> when you're peeing. Isn't there a fish that does that? Or is it a fish, is it? I don't know. There, um, There's something. Yeah, there is. There was um, an episode of Round the Twist um, where a fish went up one of the guy's doodle holes and then he could swim really fast because <laughs> he had a, a propeller dick. that's non-fiction. Yeah, but I think that I think you're right. I think that there is some sort of parasite that can go up your dick. I'll look into it. Maybe I'll do an episode on it. Oops. Um. So yeah, I think that concludes our worm talk. So I'll put some disgusting pictures up on the Instagram if you want to go have a look. Dangerous Creatures Podcast. Yeah, let's all get grossed out. Yay! Uh, next time I see a worm in the garden, I'm. Chopping it in half. Oh, no, we love our garden <laughs> worms. Um, we've also got a Facebook page, Dangerous Creatures Podcast. Um, Twitter, still not really sure how to use it. Tweeted us. Uh, I think it's yeah, D- hit us up. DC Podcasts. Yep, at DC Podcasts yep. on Twitter. Um, Gmail, send us an email, dangerouscreaturespodcast at gmail.com. And... If you can pop on to Apple Podcasts and rate and review us. Yeah, leave us a review. That would be fantastic because that really helps us uh, get the word out about our disgusting... Get the worm out. Yeah. <laughs> about our disgusting podcast. Um, and hopefully you'll be able to join us next week if you don't die from 
Roundworm. Roundworm, tapeworm, guinea worm. Any hints on uh, next week's episode? Do you know what? We um, should do like a little quiz. A quiz? No, not, not like a quiz, like a um, like a hint, and everyone has to guess what the next one is. Well, do you know, here's your hint. It depends who wins the AFL Grand Final today. Ooh, so okay. That gives a bit of a hint if you want to have a guess. It's obviously it's between the Richmond Tigers and the Geelong Cats. So have a bit of a think. I don't think you'll get it either way though, because it one team has to lose for me to do the one that I really, really want to do. Okay. So. Alrighty. It'll be interesting. We'll be watching tonight, and then I'll be straight onto it. Yep. See you guys. So Alrighty. thanks for listening, guys, and uh, hopefully you'll join us next week for a brand new discussion. Bill discussion. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. See you later. Bye.